You know what it is, your homie Twitter Prize, celebrity barber right here. We're gonna talk that shit today. We got special guests. Got guest. my homie Kurt, my good friend, you know what I'm saying? Good friend, you know what I'm saying? A mentor. You know what I'm saying? He's for the role model. Communities for the youth. You know what I'm saying? Director of what a community engagement center? Yes, sir. My man, my man. Um, just Kirk, you tell the world who are you? First and last name and what you do and how you got started and why you do what you do. Where, where? I Kirk Holbrook. I'm currently an employee at the University of Pittsburgh. I'm the director of Pitt's Community Engagement Center in the Hill District. Um, should I be, who should I be looking at when I'm talking? You're right. All right, all right, cool, my fault. You go, you go, you go. Hey, hey, this is new. Mm -hmm. um, so the work I do is to really bridge the gap between the Hill District and the University of Pittsburgh. We do it in a lot of different ways. We do work with youth. We do work with adults. We do work around creating jobs, around uh, small businesses. Um, I was late because I was running from the school. Um, and the way I got to the position I'm in today is really having a very real altruistic focus on wanting to change the conditions in my community and communities like I grew up in. I grew up in Wilkesburg mm -hmm. um, by having a passion of working with youth and families first. And I started doing it for the right reasons real early. Um, there weren't a lot of financial gain, but I was doing it for what it was for feeding, passion, right? feeding me and yeah. what it was feeding my community. And that that, that led a 20-year journey. Hell yeah, to I honestly say I seen you doing that. Every time I seen you, it was always about the community and about, about the youth. About them kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just working with the kids, when I, you know, man, you worked years ago together, you know what I'm saying? But I met you working with the youth, you know right. what I'm saying? And I just want to know your experience with that. Like, how was it? And do you communicate with some of the youth now? Oh, man, for sure. Um, so I first started working with young people. I was uh, 20 years old, about to be 21. I was a non-traditional student. Um, I used my GED score and an SAT score and a family connection to get a job, to, to get in, enrolled at Pitt. Okay. Um, and I got a job as a work-study tutor. So long ago, I was only making $4.25 an hour. Wow. Um, and I, I, initially, I wanted to be a, a business major. Um, but that work-study job had me go to a church in Sugar Top, Grace Memorial Church, the Shelley Heights Community Development. Okay, I got some home on the hill. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so do I. Um, and, you know, I started working with a first, first grade uh, group of students and within like two weeks of that experience, um, I realized that my mission in life was, again, to work with young people um, to change the conditions of our community. Um, and it all started there. So that first grade classroom, I still remember the young student who really um, kind of captured my attention. His name was Delonzo Thompson. I haven't seen Delonzo. He would be about 26 or 27 right now. Wow. But I remember spending a couple weeks just helping him get ready to, to uh, take his spelling test. And I still remember that day where he was coming from the school van and he was almost jumping out the window because um, he was so excited to show me the grade that he got on that test. That's I mean, that he got an A. Um, you put a smile on face. Oh, man. And that's why I remember, you know, trying to find ways to incentivize, you know, their, their increased uh, excitement around academics. But now you guys asked me if I stay in touch with any of those kids. There were kids in that first classroom that I definitely stay in touch with okay. to this day. Um, the young lady who just did a great job, she now is taking another position, um, being my outreach coordinator at okay. the job I have today. Wow. She was one of those students in that very first classroom I worked in, um, what, 21 years ago. Wow, so every so position I've ever had, I've always helped a young person get a position where I was at. Was, was that like 10 years? Since 10, 15 years when we seen each other and was working with you? 15 years ago when we were at CEA. To yeah. see what you're doing now. And when I met you, I, 
y'all was you was helping the kids with like this music project, yeah. right? And it was a hell of a project. And I'm like, and you ain't doing no music. I'm like, how how you doing this thing? You ain't doing music. I'm hearing the songs, but I'm like, I want to meet. I seen the video with the for working with them is doing a great job. Like they're they're paying attention. They're on point. So you looking up to us. We looking up to you, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, he worked real good, and they just they gravitated to you real good. And I seen the video works. I'm like, you think you can do a video for us? You just like, I ain't no video dude, but I'll try. And then the Tater Salad got invented. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like no, he's playing around. He's the director of Tater yeah. Salad. Yeah. Like, like, director of Salad. Little JBC, no, nobody know. Well, right? We might have our little mistakes in it or nothing like, but it was our first video. But everybody wanted to see a video because yeah. they love the song. So we hurried up, but we had our blessings for her. Yeah. And I love him for that. Mix it all together now. You got that Tater Salad. I walk with and let my toes cramped up. Next stiff body shaking, bass turned up. Four and a half, I put 35 on her. Eight feet, quarters and halves, you do the math. Big bird voice. Yeah, so. We was just at the house chilling, listening to music. That's it. That's like, let's take this camera and call as many people as we can and see how many people meet us at this spot. Mm -hmm. And they really did. Yeah. We created the Teddy Sally. You know what I mean? I see all um, you working with um, the undergrads at Pitt, um, a program with cyber security? Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's that about for people out there that don't know? Yeah, so we're doing a lot of work around trying to uh, close the digital divide. So we know uh, across the globe, there are jobs like in information technology or computer science or cyber security, which have millions of positions that are unfilled. And um, there's already an underrepresentation of black and brown people, of women in these jobs. Um, but even further, there's a gap in us even knowing that those opportunities exist. Right. So some of the work I do at the CEC is, is not only helping our community understand that those opportunities exist, but then working with undergrad students, grad students, doctoral students. And with the cybersecurity class, we actually had a faculty member working with us to teach community residents some of the basic skills they would need if they wanted to pursue a career in cybersecurity. Oh. Right now, cybersecurity, they, they say there's an estimated something like two, three million, million jobs unfilled. Mm -hmm. And you you don't need a degree, okay. And you can make fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars just coming out. So I'm trying to create. Do you have to be like an outlet for people to start noticing no, no, and no. focusing on that? So, so these are well to answer your question. These are Pitt students that are teaching the classes. They were teaching it to community residents. Oh, okay. So these aren't college students that are okay. learning. It's the college students that are helping the teachers. It's okay, so it's like, like one like me. That's not a college in just around. That area. Yep. Oh, so it's for like one particular community or for all communities? So all communities. I mean, we're in the Hill. I just had this conversation with a couple of participants on lunch break on Saturday. We're in the Hill, so we serve the Hill first. Okay. Um, but then outside of that, we serve communities that are in need. Do you work with the other engagement centers? Absolutely. Everywhere else? Absolutely. Like, do you so bring your kids from the Hill to the ones in Homewood or something like that? We probably need to get a, do a better job of doing that because that think, would be great. For I think that would be great too, mm -hmm. bro. Yep. Yeah, because you got to think when we always working together, we started off with just that one, and we start talking. We like we need to get these people from Weston. Yeah. We need to get these people from the hill. And then y'all was bringing and them then, in from and then we're like making this dude from the hill do a song with this dude from right. Homeboy, right. and they and they don't even know they're creating a, a relationship with each other. Right. Now they're calling each other. Now they're working with each other. Exactly. And, you know, and doing things with each other. Exactly. Right? And like exactly. you said, you working on the hill. Um, she so did a walk. For, for the balance that's going yep. on in the hill. Yep. Y'all was going to different little parts of the, the hill. Yep. 
How was that? I mean, like, it's something that you can see working? Yeah, man, I think there's so many things that we need to do to address the issue of gun violence in our community, but I truly believe in those. Start with us coming together, mm-hmm. right? Coming together as, as young men who have gone through it, coming together as organizations that are out here serving our kids, bringing our elected officials together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I think that a great impact can be made, but we all have to unite first. Mm-hmm. You know, I think way too often you have organizations that are beefing, you have community leaders that don't get along, and how does that translate when you're trying to tell young people? That you they got should... people that's in the positive field feuding. Exactly. And we're trying to help the people who's in a negative position few and, right. and it's like a, a clash and it's, exactly. it's bad. Exactly. You know, no one can, can see a fraud quicker than a young person. It's mm-hmm. almost like they got to pick a side. It's like, okay, I'm going to pick this side. I'm going to pick who I'm with. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. right. And that's sad. Like, that's, that's real sad. Um, when you work at, do you focus on more, like, elementary or it's, it's, it's all ages. It's all ages. You guys know my background was working with kids. Right. So naturally, I kind of gravitate towards that. Okay, right. But we work with all ages across the lifespan. So we just, that cybersecurity security class is mm-hmm. all 18 and up. All right. We've okay. done workshops with seniors age 60 and up. So we really are trying to engage everywhere that there's a need, um, everywhere that the community, community supports our partnership. Because, you know, the Hill and Pitt and, and Pitt and a lot of communities haven't had a good relationship. So we don't just necessarily say, hey, I want to do this. Um, we have to work with our community and figure out what they want, mm-hmm. what issues they identify, and then we work to build a collaboration. How do you go about like targeting and, and talking to the people to know what they want? How do you do it? Like, so, um, so we have a neighborhood advisory council. What Pitt is doing has a different model that, that people across the country are starting to pay attention to. So we have community residents at the table with the university shaping everything we do. And it's a lot of people. It's not four or five people. We have 30 different people. Okay. And it's not just your elected leaders or your nonprofit leaders, but we got like the community just mothers, grandmothers, DK, the owner of Ike, where he's on uh, our council. That's what's so up. we have a real... I said someone who got relationships in the community yeah. where you work at. Yeah. Yeah. Who are authentic and real yeah. and um, can help ensure that we move in the right way. Shout right. out where and all the people in the community. Shout out to all the community leaders and everybody has passion for this, yo. You know what I'm saying? Um, Again, your boy Twitter Press, Celebrity Bubble right here. Got my homie Kurt. I want everybody to just, you know, stay tuned for the second half. We got some other questions. We're going to touch on some topics and just be us and we're just going to talk our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Talk that shit. We'll be right back. Shout out to all them sponsors out there who's looking out. Shout out to all the fans that's supporting and subscribing and hitting us up. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all subscribe. UnderworldMobileService.com. And if you can't get enough of the twins, make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel at Underworld Mobile Service, LLC. You'll find exclusive videos, vlogs, and of course the podcast. Also, make sure you head on over to UnderworldMobileService.com. That's the website where you can find everything that the twins are up to. So make sure you check them out. Underworld Mobile Service. All right, what's up, y'all? We back with the second half. Celebrity Barbara Raheem, the homie Twitter Prize. Talk that shit. We'll talk today. Got our homeboy Kirk with us. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we was touching on a lot of things that's going on in the community, just around the world. You know what I mean? Involving ourselves with the peoples, connecting with the youth. You know what I'm saying? So we're just going to head off with a couple questions with a homie. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to ask you a question. Um, um, should we be... As black people, should we be concerned about gentrification? And do you think gentrification is a bad thing in the black community? Damn, that's a great question. 
That's a great question. So absolutely, I think there has to be a concern because um, as you as communities start to change, if there isn't the original community fighting to maintain its presence, then it's going to be taken over. Right. And so um, we've seen that happen to a lot of different communities here in Pittsburgh, but oh, also wow. other different places. But, um, you know, as I grow and mature, my, my thought process matures a little bit, too. And sometimes you you might not be able to get the support, the resources you need, the tax base you need, the public support you need to change a community that's been forgotten about for, like for 50, 60, sometimes yeah. longer than that, longer than that. years. Um, so in those instances, gentrification, if it's done right, where it helps bring some revitalization to certain parts of the area so that then investments can be made into those other parts of the area that have been areas that have been sitting and decaying for years, right. then I think it could be a use used for a tool to positively change our neighborhoods. I don't think we've just I don't think we've really seen it done right here in Pittsburgh. Right, because I think we're doing more copycat. When we see it in March in this city we do a little punk march for a month, two weeks, and it's over. Nothing's consistent. And then once we do it, we don't see our our, our, our officials, our leaders doing what we're doing. They, mm -hmm. The youth might be doing it, but the adults ain't doing it. We got to all do it. You know what I mean? And with that, when you said you, over the years you've been mature, it was a question asked to me. There's like some things in life you just can't control. I don't know if I believe that all the way 100%. What about you? Like that there's some things in life that we can't control. We just we just can't control like certain people dying. Like why that little baby dying? You know, like mm -hmm. could it been controlled or was that just mm -hmm. something that just had to happen? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You feel me? I think um, I think I, I see both sides. I think by nature we can be determinant of our futures. I think that's our birthright. That's that's what we can do if we put our minds to changing a reality. Mm -hmm. I think that we can stop things from happening and we can cause things to happen. And we can be one man, one woman, one team, one community, one squad that is thinking one way. Mm -hmm. And we can have a whole counter team that is thinking the exact opposite way of the way we think. And then therefore you got both of these realities existing in the universe. So we're not gonna be able to control what we wanna put out there. But I think naturally we have the innate divine mindset to be able to create the vision that we want for ourselves and our community, we just got to bring, bring other people on the journey with us. Right. And that's something that I'm learning. And I'm learning too as I get older too. And, um, we had touched on that on part one about um, you doing the Tater Salad, right? <laughs> the video. And I just wanted to know how was your experience? Oh, um, man. Been, been in the hood. No, everywhere we're in Because you live in the hood too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just how was your experience just with the song and the video? Like, the and how people, like, how the reaction of the people with the twins, like, yeah. to you, like, yeah. how, how did you see the twins, man? Um, I love the twins, man. Uh, twins are my big brothers. Exactly. Man, I still remember that day. It was a Sunday. I don't know if y'all remember. I remember. We pre gamed at the crib, yeah. but we was right in the middle of the action, yeah. and then went all around the hood, and, and everybody loved it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we just freestyled the whole day. <laughs> shout out to the hood. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who participated in that. Hot Rod, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Man, But everybody involved. It became a little party. Yes, yes. And we had, you know, a little yeah, entourage, yeah. and we would just come up with ideas. Like, shout out to the sounds, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was definitely, like, I'll never forget that day, man. Yeah. 
Shout out to all the homies. I always wanted to know, like, a person on the outside. Ah, man, was looking at the work that we do, like, that I know is going to speak genuine and and real about us. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to ask you that. I wanted to. No, and and you get to see all layers, because at that time I met y'all, y'all was already um, involved in your community piece of trying to change the lives of young people, but we still have these other histories that we don't let go either. Right. right? Right. So I was able to see all that in one. I was able to see the hood, where y'all came from, your part of the hood. How much love you have, um, and see it in the lens through what I knew the positive stuff y'all was doing at the same time. Yeah, another question, like I know, like back in the days, a lot of people used to be like real engaged in the community, like love the community. You know what I'm saying? It's like as the years go on mm-hmm. and on and on, it seems like people don't got love for the, for the community anymore. You know why? It's like, Um, Or when they come up, they hurry up and run away. So I think it could be a couple of reasons. Some people weren't in it for the right reason in the first place. So all all they were working for was a quick come up. (laughs) So they could go and do whatever they want to do. But then the other piece is it's hard. Like I think we were just talking about like the more success you get, you know what Vicky say, more money, more problems. Mm -hmm. The more success you get, especially in a place like Pittsburgh, I hate to say it, the more hate you get from your own people, that crab in a barrel. And some people get tired of that too. They do. Um, Because... We know what comes with that. Ain't no more fighting. You know what I mean? It's always a, a real bad outcome. So it's like, you just got to be quiet or leave. And some people with mentality, I want to keep moving forward. And the only way I can move forward is to keep being around positive energy and positive exactly. people. Like, yeah, for instance, wrong with that. like for instance, me and my brother, we we really is like about the community women, but there's always something like that throws us off. And then we're we're out of it, out of everything for like 10, 15 years. Because everybody's just getting on our nerves. Mm-hmm. But we still want to be a part. And we're playing a part from the cutting here to to the relationships that we build with people over the years. We're still playing our part. But I really want to play that part. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because a lot of people that's playing our part ain't playing that part. But I think you know, he hit it on, on the top of the, you know, you, you hit it the nail on the top of the head. Like staying around that positive energy mm-hmm. and trying to choose our circle. Mm-hmm. Which can be difficult though. Because we may be doing it for our own personal elevation so we can stay on track and still serve the community. But sometimes choosing your circle means you separate from that circle that you've been a part of for your whole life. You know what I mean? And I think that's just an ongoing battle that I'm definitely experiencing. Um, you know, we want to stay rooted to what we truly do and what we care about. But, yeah, like sometimes you got to separate from that negativity because it'll swallow you up. And we've seen it happen to people we know. We've seen it happen to public people. You know, there is... People that have done great work and in their own world was the reason that yep. they no longer right there. Right here. Like, for instance, you think if you had another hustle and it was strong as the hustle that you got now, you think you still be where you at right now? Tell me a little more what you what you is. When I when I mean by this, you was always a, with the community. You always had some type of job with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, another job. Say you said no. Say you was good with HVAC. And and you, when you did the community work 15 years ago, that just wasn't paying the bills, but that was a, your passion. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to HVAC, and you're doing good with it, but it ain't your passion, mm-hmm. right? But you had more than enough time to put more energy into what you're doing, and that's mm-hmm. what keeps you here right now. You think if you would have just went to the left a little bit, had the energy into what's putting the money in your pocket, you think you would still have that same energy for the community? No, I hear what you asked. No, 
You know, and I think right. one of the reasons I am blessed and fortunate to be doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. is because I stayed with it. Yeah. I stayed with it when mm-hmm. I wasn't making any money. Right. I started working in the community when I still, all my homies were getting deeper into the hood. Mm-hmm. So I had, you know, I had to give up the money. I had to, you know, why aren't you coming around no mm-hmm. more? I did six, seven years of that before I started seeing any money in my mm-hmm. pocket. And then had, you, you know, sacrifice. two steps forward, three steps back, even at that time. Mm-hmm. But I never gave up on it. because I, 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 really I seen that. I seen that, Kurt. I seen that. And I'm just now, I really feel like I'm just now starting to the, the, harvest. Yeah, you remember the outcast. They put in that work all them years. We used to see these boys. I ain't standing on the corner selling weed. I ain't on TV. You know what I mean? And then that was you. They just never stopped. And you never stopped, but you kept it positive. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. I hear what it is, y'all. People, community, parents, Good leaders, person, kids, Good brother, check him out. You know, numbers on the website, and numbers on the show. If you can't read, Get at the twins when you see me, and I'll give his brother's number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Twitter prize. Celebrity Barbara Raheem. You know what I'm saying? Signing out. We out, yo. Two Real Podcasts.